We shall go on to the end. We shall fight with growing confidence and growing strength in you. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode number 61 of The Art of Surrender. I'm joined by Jake O'Driscoll from Essence BJJ out of Perth. Uh, been on a, been on the podcast a few times now. Jake, how are you, mate? How are things going? Yeah, good, mate. Thanks again for um, for having me back on. always enjoy being on, man, so thanks again. No problem. I do have a, an upfront apology to um, give to you, and that's that uh, there's been a couple of times now you've told me I need to jump on with peaches, and we haven't gotten it done. And I just... Yeah. So, That's right. I'll I'll get to training tomorrow and just tell him how uh, no one cares about him, man. Yeah, it, it probably feels like I'm just leaving him out on the lurch, but it's all love. Um, we'll, we'll make it yeah. happen. I do apologise for that sure. I haven't followed through on that one. Um, That's right, man. I'm sure he's alright, mate. All good. It's been it's been a while since I've had you on, and um, I think it's a good time. You've obviously got um, an up and coming match. Um, I think it's next month overseas. You recently had won the um, gold medal in the what is it the IBJJF no gi or the Australian Nationals no gi, um, yeah, yeah, and ADCC trials. All this stuff heaps has happened, mate. And I think since the last time we've spoken, like it's pretty clear to me that like you've kind of had a bit of a like breakout season in the grappling yeah. world in Australia. I'm not sure how you feel about that, but it'd be good to have a bit of a chat and see sort of what's been happening on your side. Yeah, definitely, man. Like it's been a pretty good, pretty good year. Like I've I've been able to face some pretty high level opponents and um, win some some decent stuff, but also just be co- competing quite consistently, um, especially as like a a higher level black belt. I guess like you know it's it's very easy to just do one comp or two comps a year and and not do too much else. But uh, we've been pretty active, man. Which you know Ash Williams is is forever on me about that, man. He if it was up to him, I would have competed more than I have already. So yeah, um, it, it's a good thing though, man. Like it's, I actually feel like for the first time ever that uh, I'm actually getting some consistency to what I'm doing, you know, like the hard work's paying off a little bit. Um, but not just in terms of like the results, just in terms of like um, being able to enjoy the process, enjoy competing, um, get better between competitions as well. Um, and just monitor everything really, really, really thoroughly. So uh, it's been a good year, man, but we're not slowing down. Like uh, I'm away next week for, for UWW Worlds. I'll do London Open while I'm while I'm there. I'll get back and do Pan Packs, and then I'll do the two ADCC comps in November um, and then hopefully get a super fight done in December. Um, and, yeah, we just keep the ball rolling, man. So, like, everything at the moment is just geared up to next next trials. So anything that i can do before then against high level athletes is is what i want to do so yeah and so when so correct i'm not sure myself but when would the next trials be oh, i'm not sure man maybe towards the end of next year or even the start of 2024 like um yeah cause like it's just it could ended. be a while away man it could be sooner yeah, yeah like sometimes they do them like pretty early sometimes they do them late like the unfortunately the oceanic trials aren't like the most favorable like in terms of the federation they don't really care too much but george hanlon ran these trials and uh, along with many other people i'm sure he had a magnificent support staff but um and he did an an amazing job man so i'm hoping like they give him the reins again and we're able to get another big trials out and um 
and yeah, it's, but to me, man, it's just a date. Like, uh, yeah. it doesn't matter. Like, oh, I've improved since this trials already, you know. So, like, the guy that I was at this trials would get smashed by me today. So, like, it's just a date, and I'm very uh, good in the fact that I can set a long term goal, and like, I'm not gonna be like, oh, six weeks out. All right, let's do a camp for trials. Like, we're fixing things now, man. Like, my team's fixing things now. Like, um, we're we're very lucky to just have the ADCC just gone. So we're able to look at um, certain trends and, you know, the way people lost or the way people won and, and where we need to fix things. So like, we're very on top of it, man. And, and I'm, I'm quite sure that next trials will, we'll get a few people on the podium and, and more than one person this time going to ADCC. Yeah. Awesome, mate. And um, like you mentioned some of the um the trends out of the trials and stuff. And I, I'd like to touch on obviously how you went and like your preparation for it. And we'll touch on that stuff. But what did you make of um the trends and like, you know, the finish rates, the way that different submissions people are using or just the style that people have right now? What were your kind of takeaways? Um, man, like nothing really surprised us in terms of like the way things went in like the trends, like having Ash Williams, you know, as my coach and you know, the captain of drag and, you know, they're like, I was over there with, with Bam Bam and Adele for a while. And, mm. um, you know, like, and I've been working with Ash for so long, like, you know, he's, he competes so often, like we knew the areas that we, we thought would be capitalized and, and wouldn't, you know? So like, it wasn't anything like, man, this has come out of the blue and like, this is what we're going to work on. Like, it's pretty straightforward, man. Like if you can't wrestle, you're not going to win. Um, if you're not smart with the strategy, when to score points, when not to score points, you're not going to win. And then in terms of submissions, man, there wasn't any like real crazy like breakout trends like Lockie had last last time with the backside 50-50 heel hook. They were all pretty like, you know, like generic submissions. Just yeah. the athletes themselves were, were able to capitalize on moments, man. So those are big things too, you know, like Cade's probably the best example. Like, you know, he, he had an, an amazing run for submissions, but, you know, Lockie had him in a tight heel hook man a couple of inches either way could have broke his leg you know mm. pj barch took him down you know uh mika had had moments where he was like you know had some had some moments too so like Cade capitalized on his moments where these guys didn't so like it's just being as prepared as possible to be able to do that as well man so nothing crazy like nothing coming out of the trials we're like man we need to change this 100 percent, but definitely put a lot more focus into certain areas and definitely for individuals too man like my game isn't going to be uh the same as Adele's game for her next trials run. So like making sure that she has the correct, you know, pathway. And then the same as my heavier guys, you know, um, the ones that want to win the over 99 or the under 99, there's some good uh, matches there to watch, you know, like Nikki runs body lock stuff. You know, people have been doing body lock for a little while now, but I think Nikki Rod just smashed it at the, at the ADCC with how proficient and efficient he was at passing with little energy used, you know? So, yeah just little things man just um i was gonna say well, i want to ask you about um uh sort of ash williams stuff as well because we've been you've just mentioned that before we've i know we've talked on several podcasts and maybe even the very first one when i came to essence and we did it um you were talking mm. to me about sort of outsourcing different parts of your game i know one of your best mates um parfit what's his i forget his first name apologize yeah, chris 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 yeah, Buffett, that's yeah. right. But you've got, you know, strength and conditioning through him. I'm sure you're probably even doing that possibly. I know you're using um, Jordy for the fight dietitian. You're doing coaching as well with Ash Williams. And you were saying like you're going to outsource, outsource things to improve and do better. 
obviously it's yep. been a few years you've been working with him now. So what's the kind of like trajectory of that gone and then obviously culminating in visiting them and training with them and kind of like really joining their team? Yeah, it's, it's crazy, man. Like, you know, you start a relationship, especially a business relationship with someone of that caliber and, you know, mm. you've got a golden mind and he's got a goal in mind and like, it's, you know, it's a, it's a transaction. Like I paid for it and, and he pays in his time and his knowledge and, you know, and then it grows to a point where like, we're super close, you know, um, not just with Ash, but his brother, Josh now too, like um, we're all pretty super close and um, obviously spent a lot of time there. Like we've got matching tattoos, the three of us, like, um, which is pretty cool. Um, but like, it's, it's very good, man. Like Ash is very good in terms of like being able to separate like our friendship and, him as a coach, you know, like um, he'll word me up when he needs to word me up. He'll, he'll, you know, tell me straight how it is, you know, like um, he's probably going to come to Spain with me next week, you know, like, which is pretty crazy because he's got nothing on, like in terms of like, he's not going to make like, uh, it's not for him, it's for me. So like, um, yeah, man, it's, it's, it's surreal sometimes, you know, because like, it'd be like, you know, for an AFL reference, like, you know, Joel Selwood just retired, but like mm. being mentored by Joel Selwood when you're, when you're trying to take his spot, I guess, like I want what Ash has in terms of like going to ADCC, being Polaris this, Polaris that, you know, like, um, but at the same time we work really well together and he's just like, um, he's just driven, man. I think that's the, the biggest thing. Like, you know, I don't ever have to be like, oh, I wonder what week Ash is going to have this week, whether he's going to help me with my goals or I'm not going to hear from him for two weeks. Like, man, I message him nonstop. He messages me nonstop. And it's always like, we're on the ball, man. Like, what have you been doing? What's this? What's that? Like, are you eating well? Like, are you doing this? And, you know, study this or listen to this podcast or read this book or uh, it's just really good, man. And then on top of that, man, the, the brothers, not just the brothers, but their wives, their friends, the team in drag. They're amazing with my team. They're amazing with my daughter, like Josh and Ash are amazing with Ava. They, she talks about them all the time, you know? Um, so it's just a really good relationship, man. And Essence will build a, a really strong relationship with Drag um, as the years go by. Um, it's not something that you just turn on and off like, oh, hey, we're Drag now. I think that's disrespectful to my guys and Ash and Josh have never forced that. But, um, you know, it's something I want to build into and it's something they want to build into as well. And um i'm back there next week so like i actually booked a week early to go um so i can go to wales for, for three or four days and and get some more training in and um i want to sit down with josh and go over the business structure because josh is amazing with the business side of things for the gym and it's good man it's, it's it's really good and for anyone out there it's like oh man i'd be so lucky like man i didn't know ash from bar of soap i messaged him before i worked with ash i worked with jt torres and he was the same man the issue with jt torres was uh the time difference was was real difficult for both of us and um just he was opening his gym at the time you know whereas ash had a, a pretty established gym at the time so it was a bit like hit and miss on on scheduled times and that but literally man i was like hey this is what i want to do and like this is like i need this in my life how much is it no, uh, you know 200 bucks per session i'm like cool how do i make an extra 200 bucks a week so i can pay for this because i need it like yeah so so for anyone that's wondering like i guarantee you guys will do it like the the high level guys will do it and you never know what kind of relationships you can form or they might not work for you and at least you tried it out you know the one thing i don't want to do man is die wondering you know I just yeah and you inv investing, investing in yourself man and getting and getting it passed down by someone who's kind of like on the journey further along the journey that you're trying to go on you know yeah and, and like 
it's and the, the information is there man like it's there like it, it would be hard to to go to lebron and be like what are you doing to make you so good like you know what i mean you, you can't do it but in our sport you can do it and there's so many resources to do it like so do it you know like i was talking to, to lachlan giles yesterday about his uh his reverse clothes guard stuff and you know I'm, I'm super interested in it and we were just talking back and forth at like 10 o'clock last night so it's crazy that like you know i can message someone of that caliber and get answers basically instantly about how to improve myself you know what i mean but yeah I, sometimes it blows my mind and even though I, it's been a, a few years like that yeah, mate. And it was like not too long ago, we were, I was, I think I might have been at Essence when you were talking to me about celebrating your two year reunion there. Like mm. two years at Essence. Mm, yeah. how, how long's it been now? It's actually our fourth birthday on Saturday. So, oh, uh, a bit go. crazy, man. Yeah. Congratu- bit crazy, congratulations, man. mate. So much has changed, but Thanks, like it's good, it's good to see you're still full steam ahead and, and like, you know, like living the dream you're chasing. So that's good. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's crazy, man. We, uh, I was actually talking to Ash about this a couple of days ago because he was in Mauritius for Grapple Fest and just pinch ourselves, man. Like this is the life we get to live. So, yeah, co- co- obviously coaching full time, being a professional athlete yourself. Um, could you talk to me a little bit if we go back to sort of like the ADCC trials? Um, mm-hmm. Interest, like I'd like to hear. Well, I mean, maybe you can kind of paint the picture for me here because you've obviously had a bit of a. Um, pathway to adcc and the build up to that like what what did that look like i'm interested to hear and even from your sort of in your words like what the results were like and you know takeaways and things like that yeah man so we like we we planned to i think uh december 2020 maybe yeah or 19 i don't know man Uh, like that was when the trials were supposed to be and then it happened to be you know june of this this year so like it was like an 18 month you know delay but we didn't skip having that in our mind for 18 months man we worked at it we we improved areas that we we needed to improve and, and we grinded away and we had a really good trials man no one lost to anyone that didn't medal um which is crazy you know like i had one of my heavyweights never competed at black belt before um he lost to the the bronze medalist you know we had uh bam bam had a, a, an amazing match where she really grew in confidence uh peaches took jeremy skinner to ot and made one mistake um and he he possibly could have won that match man like it's it's hard to say because like jeremy is is so talented and maybe he adapted the strategy during ot but you know peaches had a really really good match with him um i lost to joseph chen who's from b team who's who's a crazy phenom man and you know, it's a match that, uh, again, I grew confidence out of um, myself, but definitely one I feel like I, I want back, but I, I definitely feel like I could do a lot better. Um, you know, Kaya Rudolph trained with us for a long time before he went to B team. And, you know, I gave him his brown belt. He got bronze. And then we had Adele win. Uh, Kaya didn't represent us, by the way. I don't want to uh, misquote anything there. He, he did represent B team and whatnot, but I still talk to him all the time. He's he's definitely one of us. Um and then Adele Fornarino, you know, won the ticket. So overall, man, most of us was our first trial. So we had a fucking amazing run and like everyone did, did really, really well. But, you know, no one was satisfied, you know, even talking to Adele, like, yeah, she's, it's amazing for her to get there. No one will ever be able to take that away from her. But the conversation we had the day she got back was she doesn't want to be one and done. You know, she doesn't want to be, oh, I've been to ADCC. She wants to win ADCC, you know, so, um, we'll just strive to do that, you know, and we'll strive to put more people on the podium. So, um, 
in terms of my own performance, man, like I finished in the top eight, you know, fifth to eighth, all ranked in the same. So, you know, um, my first trial, it's not bad. Um, I expected to be on the podium. Um, I think if the brackets fell a different way, some of the other matchups might have favoured where I was at um, in the terms of my, the lead up, the prep, the styles, et cetera. Yeah. Um, but I also had a really close close match with um, the guy that got second at trials uh, like a month or so before that. And we were really focusing on my wrestling, which is his strength. Um, so I know I'm right there, man. Like I'm, I'm right there. And the work I'm putting in now was like, it's yeah. Uh, like I, I'm confident is all I can, all I can say, man, like anything can happen, but you know, confidence comes from preparation in my opinion and mm. I'll be prepared. What was, what was the preparation like for ADCC? Yeah, it was good, man. Like it was, it was, it was intense. Like, you know, Ash and Josh came out for the, the last little camp and, you know, that got filmed by um, Humble. Humble and BJJ World TV. Yeah. So there's a vlog on, on that floating around, man, three episodes. So anyone wants yeah. to check it out, check it out on YouTube. It was intense, man. It always is. And then going back to drag, it was even more intense. And then coming back now, like you always learn, man, that's the best thing. Like what was intense three months ago is the warm up now. You know what I mean? So we do a lot of wrestling now. Where three months ago, like you do 10 minutes of it and you're like, <laughs> now, yeah. you know, we're doing 30 minutes straight and you're like, sweet. So like, it's, um, it's always just continuously growing man, focusing on different things. Yeah. Yeah. Are you doing any, um, cross training for wrestling at all anywhere else, like in Perth or just within nah. your own walls? Nah, man. Like I've been to Gladiator a lot. Gladiator, um, is it like a premier wrestling gym here? The, the difference is, man, is, is the rule set is like. You know, it's it's very difficult. They don't have the submissions we have. You know, the the difference in the point system to go to ADCC or any of these other tournaments. You know, um, and then just like any other club, man, like they, you know, they have their nights where they're probably super busy and their mats are packed, same as us. And then other nights, probably not so much. So mm. it's hard, man, to find for me the time to go there and get the training that I like really desire. Um, uh, sorry. You're all right, um, mate. Do you need to give, so give her me, attention? It's fine. No, 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 she's, she's all right. Um, so we we just focus on a lot of wrestling in our gym, man. And it's also not wrestling like um, just like, okay, let's do five three-minute rounds of wrestling. It's like, when am I wrestling? Why am I wrestling? How am I wrestling? What am I trying to score? Like, I really, I strongly believe that wrestling for jiu-jitsu is very different to freestyle wrestling. So, like, um, the way we score, the, the reasons we're doing, you know, like Diego Reese or Hayes, the – uh, that beat Ash and, and won ADCC. Man, if you watch his wrestling, like, man, it was absolutely mint, like mint. But I don't think he would have wrestled with, like, Olympic-level wrestlers. Like, he's he's just learning what suits his body and his style for jiu-jitsu. Mm. And then at the same time, man, like, one mistake a lot of people make is they go, okay, like, I need to improve my wrestling. So they just focus all this attention on wrestling and then – they neglect their strengths, you know, like my strengths are leg locks. Like, um, I can leg lock. Like I can, I believe if I get you in 50, 50, I can leg lock nearly anybody in the world. You know, like that's my belief. Um, I spend a lot of time in that position. I study that position, etc. So if I just wrestle and don't do 50, 50 or don't do leg locks and then we get in a leg lock shootout, like, yeah, it's a waste. You know what I mean? So like, it's more just like learning the balance of where you need to put time, where you need to structure your training. You know, um, that's why you need a good coach, man. That's why I do my mentor programs to help people with that. Um, it's important.
Yeah, yeah. And you and obviously training all that time, trying to manage manage all the time on the mats to fit everything in and get all the balance across everything. Are you are you kind of like dealing with injuries or niggles a lot? And how like what kind of stuff are you doing to try and like you know prevent that and make sure you can stay consistent? I don't think you can, man. Like I, I've had a lot of injuries the last twelve months that you know uh, I I hate talking about it, man, just because like I don't want to like I don't, don't want to put like attention to it. But, <laughs> No, but like last year I fractured my neck, you know, um, and like that could have sat me out for a while, but I still competed and had good results. You know, a week before trials, I broke my foot, you know, that could have sat me out, but I still did it, you know, and it wasn't a reason that I lost. I I always think there's ways around things, man. Like there's so many different things. Like my elbow actually, that's as straight as it goes. It needs surgery. Um, Really? But it is what it is. Yeah, it is what it is, man. Like, I know some some stuff about Ash that I'm not like I wouldn't divulge, but you know the stuff that he battles with, and you know the biggest one for me, man, is not so much my inter yeah my injuries. Like for me, like uh, it's no secret I talk about men's mental health or mental health in general a lot. You know that's been a big turning point for me this year, man, is really putting focus into that and getting myself healthy here. You know, um, it is what it is, man. Like I, everybody's injured, everybody's hurt, everybody's this, everybody. It doesn't. Yeah. If you put focus on those things, man, like you, 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 you'll end up using them as excuses. Now, don't get me wrong, man. If you tear your ACL, touch wood, that's not me. Of course, you got rehab, you got surgery, etc. But like the injuries that I've had, you know, like I can work around them. You mm. know what I mean? So like I, I couldn't wrestle at trials. Like I couldn't put much weight on my foot. But my goal wasn't to wrestle. My goal was to play guard. You know, Joseph Chen took my back and choked me. He didn't beat me by wrestling me. So like. I always think there's thing there's ways around it, man. And again, like I got in the top eight of trials with a broken foot. So, you know, yeah. the positive out of that is how do you go when you know what if I go in the next trials healthy? healthy? Yeah, that's like, it, man. Okay, maybe maybe I don't get a better result, but maybe I do. You know, but I can take mentally for my, the mental fortitude I can take from that. Going, no, I didn't make any excuses. I was on the mat two days later, man, and there was a, a black belt that uh, came to the camp. You know, he was about my size. Um, he he grabbed my foot, didn't even like try and attack a certain submission, just saw my foot was taped and just cranked it. And like, it, it pissed me off, but like, I was like, yeah, fuck, okay. And then I was pissed off and between the round, Ash was like, man, you chose to train, you chose to be here, you're a professional, act like it. And then I did, you know what I mean? Like, I didn't use it as an excuse of, of, of why this person caught me or why this happened. It's like, well, Man, that's your choice. So, like, if you choose to 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 do these things, don't make excuses for them. You know, so um, like you know, you won't hear me make excuses about oh, I've been I've been sick or I've been this, I've been that. You know, like it's it is what it is, man. Mm. So that that arm, man. What's what's the go here? If someone someone gets you in an armbar, what they'd half put it on and you. Yeah, tap so it. like that's that's just. As, as straight as it goes, man. Uh, not necessarily, man. It's it's more like anything above the face, like brushing the teeth is really painful, like anything above the arms. Um, all it is, man, is is a bunch of cartilage has solidified in the joint. So it's actually in the joint. So if that's your joint, it's supposed to roll yeah, over. Stop it up from the middle. Um, yeah, and there's a heap of floating bone in there, man. So like it just needs a clean out. But um I'm a jiu-jitsu guy, man. I don't have expensive private health, so I've got to wait for the public health system. And um, to be fair, like I'm competing a lot, you know, so sometimes I get flare-ups and it's really bad where I can't even lift it and I can't brush my teeth, so I have to use my opposite arm. But 
you know, then I just go into my rehab. I go into the pain management strategies that we use and, um, and just keep going, man. Yeah. Good man. And what's the, um, you were talking to me about mental health and stuff. So it'd be, it'd be a little bit um, silly of me not to go there. What's the, you know, you said you focused on yourself for the past year. Have, have it, what, what's the story mm. there, man? Cause I know you've dealt with your own stuff, but you advocate for it, raise funds for it. Have you been all right this last year? Yeah, like you always have your ups and downs, man. I don't think it's ever a battle you you or a war that you, you know, I use the term war loosely, but a war that you're going to win, you know, like it's it, it's really difficult sometimes, man, and other days it's not, you know, but, mm. you know, I think uh, the biggest thing for me, man, was like honestly talking about it and like letting the people around me know where I was and, and like where, like what I'm dealing with and, and how I deal with it, you know, so like, it's it's out in the open you know for me it's it's a lot better like um now i don't talk to a lot of people about you know like the exact reason of you know why i'm feeling like this or whatnot but in terms of like people know that i, I definitely suffer from some mental health stuff man and it, it's it it helps to be able to uh understand people a lot better um and then it also helps people connect with me a lot more that that are going through it too and then i can do my best to try and help them um which is super important to me man because you know, I just feel like, yeah, like most people do now. It's, it's really, I feel like the change is happening, which is great. Um, just needs a little bit more, man, a little bit more of a push. And like, mm. I'm happy with like whatever platform I have, man, to to do that and to to speak about that and, and to, to help people wherever I can with it. Um, but yeah, man, my mental health has been a lot better just because I, I put it first, you know, like I've, I know when I'm not feeling great. I know when I need time by myself. I, I understand what's happening. You know, like I've, I've uh, I speak to people about the strategies to use when I feel a certain way and um, and whatnot. And, you know, that's probably a big part of, of why I've been able to compete regularly and so well this year is because I'm not breaking down as much as I was before, um, which is which is awesome. Mate, I feel you. And I think it's I think um, managing your mental health, it's like one of those things I reckon when you're young, you're like, you have no awareness of it. And then I don't know if this is what happens to everybody, but like, it's kind of what happened to me. And I'd imagine how it goes, like, unless you're educated in it within a family or something that talks to you about it. So there's like an awareness of it. I feel like you don't even think about it at all. And then everything accumulates at some point in your life through different pressures, whether it's professional, personal, whatever, who knows, but there's a, but there's a point where like, if fucking hit you, and then you have to deal, you don't know what's going on. You probably have some sort of a breakdown. Everyone kind of has their own shit in whatever way. But then at some point in time, you pick the pieces up. And then from that point forward, it's like, it's something you have to manage forever. And I think that everybody yeah, that has that realization at some point and it doesn't end and you're in a good place. Sometimes you're not, sometimes you are, but overall you just need to manage it and be aware of it. Yeah. And, and that's the thing, man. Like it's, it's like anything really, like if you, if you, you know, trained you two for 10 years and then, you know, don't for 10 years, you're probably not going to be in shape. Like, so it's the same <laughs> with your mental health, you know, it's the same with, with, with anything, you know, like it's constant learning, it's constant management, it's constant understanding. And just, you know, it's a priority for me now, you know, like that's probably one of the biggest things, like one of the easiest things in my life, man, is discipline. Like it sounds crazy, but like, as soon as I'm like, okay, I'm doing this, you know, like that's it, I'm doing it. It's it, it doesn't, to me, it don't, the factors don't, like change anything you know so like when i was like no i'm gonna focus on my mental health and make it a priority not just for me but for those around me and those close to me so that you know i can either help them or like 
be in a better place for them. You know, like um, it was easy to start to to do that, man. You know, and, and days aren't easy. They're not always easy, man. Sometimes I go, you know, weeks and I'm amazing. And then you have a day and the sun's shining. You've had a good training week. You know, your bank account's full and you're like in the lowest spot possible. And you're like, okay, well, why? You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, hello, yeah. Ava. <laughs> Hello. Said hello. What's um what's some what's some low hanging fruit that people can do to like kind of if they're aware of it, aware of their own mental health, what's some low hanging fruit or advice you'd give to people? And the biggest one I use and like uh I always when I do talk about this is is try and advocate like everybody's different, you know, you gotta find what works best for you, you gotta find who to speak to, um, etc. <laughs> but my best one, man, is is actually just um accepting and understanding so like if i'm having a bad day and you know like i I feel like you know when i say bad day like a bad mental health day you know i feel like the the world's crashing down and blah 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 i'll you know i'll give it the attention and be like okay i feel sad or i feel depressed and that's okay and i will feel better you know what i mean or like i am like this is the this is the emotions i'm feeling right now and this is okay i'm a it's a i'm allowed to feel like this but it will pass, you know, I will feel better. Yeah. Um, so like, that's the important one for me, man, is not to try and be like, oh, think positive, say something positive, or, you know, you're doing this, like you should be happy or be happy. Like, no, I'm like, no, I'm sad and I'm okay to, it's okay to be sad and that's all right. And like, I don't feel like talking to anyone and that's okay, but it will pass and I will be okay. And just kind of guiding it through that way, man, is my, is the important thing for me. Yeah, no problem, man. That's that's good advice. I think that's um something to for people to kind of like consider when they're you know dealing with their own things. Or and like you mentioned at the very start, talk to other people. <clears throat> mm. That's the other one. Should I let you go, mate? It seems like you got to get Ava ready. Things are starting to go hectic in no, the house. No, she, no, she's all right. Uh, can you stop doing that, please, darling? We're gonna finish this podcast. Give me twenty minutes, all right? Thank you. She's all right, man. You're all good. No problem. No pressure. Yeah. Yeah. Now all good. All good. Um, so I, I, um, you put out a story. I'm not sure if you had any questions back yourself from other people, but I have yeah, a couple cool. for yourself. Maybe, maybe we can cover yeah, yeah, some of those. Yeah, for sure, man. So, um, someone asked, what are, what are some of the takeaways you got from competing like at, at ADCC and some of the highest levels recently, like from, from you for yourself? Just that, uh, like we're on that level. Australian Jiu-Jitsu is on that level where we're, we're building, man. And um, just that, you know, I want to say, Ava, go in the other room, please. Let me finish. Um, that uh, the gap between us and the rest of the world is closing and we can close it, you know. So, you know, having that confidence to do that is the most important thing. Um, so that that's probably the biggest one for me, man, is just that uh, – like enjoying the process, enjoying the competition. And then like Australian jiu-jitsu can be world-class, you know, like Craig's probably the biggest example of being this close to ADCC, ADCC gold. Um, yeah. But man, we're going to have a couple in the next few years, you know, that, that are going to be on that podium that are going to get that top spot. So uh, I strongly believe that. Okay. Uh, another one, rolling with Joseph Shen. What did you think? And just in general, what's it like rolling with the newest generations of guys? Yeah, he's he's strong, man. He's strong. Uh, I remember him grabbing me and I was like, this kid is not 17, man. This kid is strong. <laughs> uh, but a uh, lovely dude, man. Didn't leave any gaps. Like, 
you know, I was, I was probably, that was my mistake, man. I was waiting to find a gap and he didn't allow me to, to find a gap. And he, he was pressure was really good. Uh, but he was just strong, man. And then we had a good conversation off the mat. He's just a super nice guy, man. Uh, obviously trains at B team who, you know, I've got a few friends there and a lot of Aussies visit there, which it, it's obviously welcoming to them. Um, you man, that excites me more than anything, man. Like, like, yeah, we're competitors and like, I want to beat him and I'd love a rematch at some point, you know, um, at any point, you know, whether that's trials, whether that's a super fight, whatever, but like anybody that beats me, I want a rematch, you know, like I, I don't like to lose, but you know, it excites me to see like where jiu-jitsu is going to go, you know, like I'm not one of these people, like I'm 31 now where I'm like, okay, he's young, you know, he beat me, get salty about it be like, oh, fuck that guy. Like, no, like, man, I'm excited to see when he's 31. Like, let's see the let's see the improvements they make to the game in. Let's see what they bring. Like, let's see this new generation, you know, what they bring out and and how exciting they can be and, and how mainstream they can get jiu-jitsu. Like, man, like I always talk about this with my guys. Like, you don't have to crush someone else's dreams in terms of, like, shit on people to achieve your own stuff. Now, you might crush someone's dreams because you beat them. You know, like he beat me. He crushed my dream of going to ADCC, but he didn't crush my life, like my lifelong dreams and stuff like that, man. So like, you don't have to shit on people to, to, to be successful. Um, but yeah, I'm excited for him, man. I'm excited for the other guys. Kai is 20, Adele's 22, Bam's 25. Like, uh, there's some crazy talented kids out there, man. Yeah. Okay. Um, what about your connection with Lock and Giles? You mentioned mentioned you were talking to him before as well. That's a question here. What like some of your influences? I know you're in the leg locks and stuff, and you're even you know. So maybe that's where it is. Mm. Um. Yeah, man. I, I don't think Lachlan got me into leg locks, but he's definitely the 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 guy that you know you definitely the Aussies look to, and and even the guys all all across the world, man. Um, Lachlan and our relationship i think just started because we we're both on the scene man and then when he came to perth he stayed at my house a couple of times and um you know that's just that's just how that came about man and you know like he's just one of those guys too man he just loves you too he's so smart um you know he's a he's a recent father so like you know seeing that for him and live is is amazing their, their son walt is is a, a ray of sunshine man he's so happy all the time that that i've seen him um but in terms of innovation, man, like I talk about this, you know, uh, I got to spend a lot of time with Tom Helping in in Wales as well, and I talk to him a bit, uh, like quite a bit now. He's um, we we're talking about Lockwood a lot, man, and he's just changed the game. Like I understand how much influence he's had and how he's done it from where he's done it from. You know what I mean? Like it's it's pretty crazy, man. His mind is ridiculous. We actually did Ash Williams seminar when we were in Melbourne and, and me and Lockie partnered up and he was reverse engineering Ash's techniques at the same time he was applying the new knowledge that Ash had, Ash had given him. And I was like, there's just levels to this shit, man. Like Ash shows me something. I'm like, okay, how do I make this work? Whereas <laughs> how do, how do, like, I, how do I make this work? And then how do I fucking stop it at the same time? And I was like, to see him do that, like, face to face was crazy man and then when he was at my um when he stayed at my house last time he yeah uh when he stayed at my house last time we're lucky enough to have the trials on i can't remember if it was american trials or brazilian trials i, I don't know i can't remember but we put it on and we were watching it man and, and he was like um studying it and he was talking to me but at the same time he was more talking to himself and it was like so fascinating to see the way he breaks things down you know what i mean i'm like ah okay like you know, we look at similar things and like he, 
he's got so many attributes that I don't have, but I, I a lot of the stuff I like to do, he does. So, uh, yeah, it's pretty crazy, man. It's pretty crazy. That's interesting, man. He listen to you talk about someone else, like break down and then re-engineer it on the spot. I haven't actually seen many people do that, man. Like some, some people mm -hmm. do like Ash and, and Tom helping are, are very similar in that regard, man. But like, yeah, doing it with Lockie firsthand was, was different. Yeah. All right. Um, another question. Um, I'm conscious of time as well. Uh, what are your thoughts on ADCC recently? I'm sure you can give us a spiel on like, you know, just how, you know, your, I don't mean the trials, I mean the actual ADCC um, and who are your, some of your favorite competitors? From the, from this ADCC or just in general? Uh, you can talk in general. Yeah. So like this ADCC was obviously world-class man, like in terms of production, uh, marketing, the mainstream, it was ridiculous, man. The talent on display was ridiculous. The high level of jiu-jitsu is ridiculous. I literally got matches on. I was just studying Matej Shazinski, um, just before you called man. So like, um, you know, just being able to go back and watch all these matches too is just is just mind-boggling for me. It's great. I think Mo did an unbelievable job. I think Gordon Ryan is what can you say, man? Like he's just fucking ridiculous. Like his level of jujitsu is just absolutely insane. Um, Gabriel Bordoni, fucking incredible run, like absolutely incredible run, man. Uh, Theon Davies, you know, although she beat Adele, like same thing you know she come back and just destroyed her division which was which is ridiculous as well man um in terms of competitors that i like to watch um man i like i like watching lachlan like i don't think he competes as much as you know i'd like to watch him compete but i like watching lachlan man i like watching ash i like watching anyone at 77 or anyone that can make 77 so like anyone in my division like i love studying those matches man dante leon um jt obviously um i was very surprised with his match with pj Bart, but even kenta who won aussie trials um took jt down which was which is very surprising for me man um to be fair i love watching the rotulos but i don't get a lot out of their jiu-jitsu because i just feel like their style is so different to mine i can't do what they do you know what i mean mm. like i can't their pace their style their their reckless abandonment the way they wrestle their long arms like I can't do a lot of the stuff they do, man. So I love watching them, but I don't study them too much, to, to be fair. Um, I think Mika is going to be a problem for a lot of people. You know, I, I see him going on a Marcelo Garcia type run where he, he might win 77, you know, three or four times. You know, like, like he's just that good, man. He's just that good and he's, he's so young. Um, so it was crazy, man. It was really, really crazy. Yeah, were you surprised with the um the Gordon Ryan and Galval super fight? What do you think about that? No, nah, man. Like uh, I wasn't surprised with that one. Like Galval's done his time, man. Like like yeah. he's a legend. He will forever be a legend. You know, like I think the Galval that fought Brolio, uh, Braulio Estima, um, or the one that fought Claudio Calazans, maybe were the two that that could have given Gordon a, a better fight. But I don't think anyone does at the moment, man. And I purely say that off what he did to Nicky Rod, you know, not just that, but what he did to Victor Hugo. Like Victor Hugo is a beast, man. That dude is legit. And Gordon Park, like scored 10 points on him or something. It's hard to score two points in ADCC, man. And it's hard to score. Like most people win by a negative point, not even scoring, you know, and Gordon put 10 on him and then submitted Nicky Rod in two minutes. And Nicky Rod looked incredible, man. So like, 
Well, know, yeah, man. Like, what the fuck? What's he doing? Him. The other people aren't doing, man. Does he has he just unlocked a whole other language we don't understand? What is it? I, I I think so, man. I think right environment, right coach, you know, right people around him, right uh, mindset. And I'm a big believer in this man. He talks about this book that he reads or has read. It's called Outliers, and they, like you see him all the time, man. Like, you know, uh, you know, like Lionel Messi or Cristiano Ronaldo, like. There's soccer players in the world right now who are probably better than them right now, but won't have the careers that they've had. You know what I mean? Like there's there's guys and girls in every sport, man, that they're just they're just another level above me. Um and Galval was that guy for a long, long time, man. But you know, Father Time catches everyone. And you Undefeated. know, I would love to have seen Galval. Yeah, I would love to have seen Galval. Um, you know, Anderson's the same, man. Look at Anderson. Anderson was like in his prime, man, like you can't touch him. It's all right, Anderson Silva here. By the time caught up. Yeah. You what know you what think? I mean? Like it's Mate, just one of those things. Do you think he can beat Jake Paul? What's the go there? No, I hope so, man. I hope so. <laughs> I hope so too. I, I hope, hope so. so. Yeah. And I don't um, know, man. I hope so. Nate Diaz, happy to see him get out free in the end as well, finish on a win. Yeah, like it was good. I'm glad he didn't fight arms up, man, but I don't know, man. Like, I, I never buy too much into that stuff about, you know, money and blah, 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 because, like, you know, I, I'm i not – I just don't – I'm not a big – like, for me, money, I, I'm not too – yeah, man, I get paid what I get paid and, you know, it is what it is. To me, I'm not like – but I can see their side of the, the story too, man, but you never know what goes on behind the scenes, man. You never know what, you know, who's getting paid what. And, you know, he could be getting paid $10 million and be wanting eleven. You know, yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. No one knows, man. Yeah. All right, mate. I should let you go, eh? It's about that time. Yeah, man. Yeah. Like, I uh, appreciate it, man. All good, man. Um, Mate, it's been good to catch up. I know we've been trying to organize it for a bit. I always enjoy having a chat with you. So um, we'll keep in touch. And in no doubt, I'm sure we'll have another one soon. So you've got, what was it? What's, I was going to say, WWF. You've got, was it OMF? What is it that oh, you're doing next cool. month? Uh, UWW, man. So it's United UWW. World Wrestling. So they use, yeah, they usually cover, well, they do cover all the, the actual freestyle and Greco wrestling, but they have a grappling division too, man. So uh, heading over for their world championships next week. Actually, I fly out next Thursday. So And a seminar in October in Hobart. T- tell us about that, just for anyone who's potentially <laughs> out there. Yeah, man. So 10th Planet uh, Hobart, I'm going out to see them, going out to see Nat Frankham. You know, I talked to Nat a lot. Um, uh, one of the female jiu-jitsu athletes in Australia that I believe could get to ADCC and, and you know, any way I can help her, I, I hope to do that. Um, so I'm lucky enough to take myself and Bam Bam out there to teach a seminar. Um, I'll be teaching some uh, some passing I stole from Tom Helpin. So some we call it Tom Helpin passing. I'm going to teach some of that. And then obviously some leg lock stuff as well, man. And then um super busy the week after that is Pampax. two weeks after that adcc nationals a week after that adcc melbourne and then two weeks after that hopefully super fight which i haven't had any um opponent yet man so if you're around 77 and and consider yourself one of the best in the country send me a message let's let's set up a match man i'm, I'm happy to um to oblige happy to have a scrap all righty, mate. Well, best of luck with all of that, the preparation, all the matches. Stay stay happy, stay healthy. Give a sh- uh, hello to Bam Bam for me, and um, I'm sure I'll catch up with you in a few months. Look to yourself. Awesome, man. I really appreciate it. No worries, Jake. Appreciate your time. Catch you, mate. All right, see you, mate. Bye.
Bye.